Welcome to Audiobook Test Drive. In today's episode, we are featuring an excerpt from Call Girls 2, Marissa, written by Emma J. She gets paid to explore her BDSM fantasies. What? The news was nearly as shocking as being asked to take on a client, a hot, dominant BDSM-loving client, just like the guys in her favorite books. All you have to do is convince him you're an inexperienced submissive wanting to explore the lifestyle, which is exactly what you are. You have plenty of mind-blowing kinky action, collect a huge fee, and walk away. Sasha made it sound so simple, but the books warn that people new to the scene shouldn't hook up. But the customer is always right, isn't he? This is a full-length novel in the Call Girls series. It contains spanking, sensual massage, role play, rope play, a shy, body conscious, submissive heroine, and a hot dominant hero who makes major mistakes. And now for your listening pleasure, an excerpt from Call Girls 2. Chapter 1 She turned back to the bar, not confident enough to join in with writhing bodies on the dance floor by herself. A shadow detached itself from the crowd, taking a sip of her non-alcoholic cocktail. Because alcohol wasn't allowed in the BDSM club, she looked back towards the dancers and spotted the figure. He was hunting, and she was his chosen prey. Thighs pressed together, her clit throbbed in anticipation. The man walking towards her was older, silver showed in his dark hair. Confidence flowed from every pore. He didn't smile. His shoulders stretched his black t-shirt. The tan arm that soon rested on the bar beside her bulged with muscle. Veins stood out on Harry's skin. Every fiber screamed masculine and control. Please, 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 don't muck this up. Hi! She managed to squeak. A hand fell to her thigh, then pushed up under her stretchy short black skirt. Without conscious thought, her knees moved apart. Blunt fingertips traced her thong. She cut her lower lip between her teeth, biting back the half-muffled gasp. She wanted to give herself up to this man, to let him take responsibility for what she was desperate to happen. The finger stroking over her folds as he gazed at her impassively, her mind stuck in an endless loop of please and more. Where? She managed to ask. The man didn't answer, holding her gaze prisoner with his blue eyes. A finger pressed inside her. She grabbed hold of the bar with one hand to steady herself and dared to put the other on his shoulder. Beneath her fingers, his muscles contracted, communicating his power, his right to touch her. An image of them both, naked, filled her mind. His sweat-slicked body working hard as he fucked her like a desperate animal, giving in to the most primitive urge to plant his seed deep inside. Her heart stuttered as right there at the bar, surrounded by perhaps a hundred people, he pushed her thighs wide apart and sank to his knees. His eyes stayed on hers, his unsmiling lips betraying no emotion. I... You make another noise, this stops. She swallowed, hard, and stayed perfectly still, 
as he leaned forward and... The sound of a baby giggling broke the silence. Marissa nearly dropped her e-reader and saved her glass of battery acid red wine as she fumbled for the phone. One afternoon, that's all she wanted. One afternoon without people asking her to do things they knew she wouldn't refuse. This was her one day off. During the week, she worked in the biology lab at the university. Saturdays, she helped out at her parents' pony trucking stables. Two nights a week, she worked in a call center with her neighbor, Lucy. The rest of the time was taken up by her whirlwind social life, which consisted of reading the BDSM books her landlady Sasha sent her. Sasha O'Connor had been a friend of a friend, but the pretty brunette woman was now both Marissa's landlady and personal friend. Apart from the fact they were both female, lived in Brighton, were graduates and had compassionate natures, they had little in common. Sasha was five years older, and she had inherited a sizable amount of money, which had enabled her to buy the block of flats near Sussex University, where Marissa worked in the life sciences department. Some people had all the luck, beauty, simple amounts of sex appeal, money, and bucket loads of confidence. Even to herself, Rissa admitted she wouldn't say boo to a goose. She always thought up damn good comebacks several hours after she should have used them. At the time, she turned scarlet and excited, stage right as soon as possible. Avoidance rather than confrontation as a life strategy had left to a safe but dull existence. Maybe some hot stranger was phoning to take her away from all this excitement. Marissa gave herself a mental slap. She really ought to stop reading those books. Her thoughts were getting increasingly smutty, often at the most inappropriate moments. Over the past few weeks, she'd been considering if people knew she had a hidden kinky side. Was Professor Clark a secret submissive, or did the needy computer tech enjoy wielding a whip at home? The men she usually hooked up with didn't demand or expect a woman to do what they wanted. They asked, suggested, or nudged gently, or even worse, expected her to make the first move. Even on dates, most pretended that they touched her leg by accident in a restaurant or cinema so they could claim innocence if she took offense at their forward behavior. The thing was, she wanted forward behavior. She craved a man who was honest in his need for her to fulfill his desires. That last scene had been so hot, she was still uncomfortable. It wasn't politically correct, but she didn't want to be the one in control. Didn't want to be the one to make the decisions of how far things would go. But she also wanted respect. It was a tough, almost impossible conundrum. A desire to be dominated wasn't something that was easy to bring up in conversation with a potential partner. I'll have red wine, please. And by the way, how do you feel about tying me up or using nipple clamps and an anal plug? She snorted in derision at the idea. Most of the guys she knew would collapse in a giggling fit halfway through a session, or they'd look at her as if she was an alien for suggesting such a thing. Complete humiliation would swiftly follow, with whispers and odd glances in the university staff cafeteria till she was forced to leave her job. She needed her head examined for thinking that any of the stuff in those books 
could happen to her. No decent alpha male would look at nerdy redhead Marissa Harrington twice. The chance of meeting someone like that in the circle she was in was nil. Apart from the one she'd already met, of course, he turned out to be a complete cheating asshole. Although, he had to admit that one weekend had been magnificent. The caller ID showed it was another resident of the building, Missy. Her heart sped up a little. There was something about the dusky-skinned beauty that made Marissa instantly ready to do anything she said. If there was one person that could pull off this BDSM thing, it was Missy. And she wouldn't be the submissive. The fact that she had the large basement flat led to the conclusion that Missy might already indulge in such activities. Marissa had been in all the other flats in the building, but not that one. A smile twitched her lips at the thought that at least Missy was getting what she wanted. She did her best not to sound nervous as she answered. Hi, Missy. Hi, yourself. Have you been out tonight? Her confident tone rubbed salt into the wound of Rissa's non-existent social life. Sasha and Emily had already gone out, dressed up to the nines. She watched them get into a black limousine four hours ago. Whatever they had for dinner had to beat her frozen for one lasagna. Lucy, who occupied the ground floor flat opposite Rissa's, was visiting her mother in the hospital again. The penthouse belonged to Sasha. Emily's flat was on the first floor. The one opposite Emily was currently empty, as Alicia, a pretty brunette, had moved out to get married just after Marissa had moved in six months ago. No such luck. I just finished another one of Sasha's naughty books. That sort of thing tickles your fancy, does it? Nothing wrong with that. It takes all sorts to make a world. Marissa blushed even though she was alone. It's only make-believe, but it's a fun idea. Marissa had no idea why she was telling the intimidating Missy all this, although the half-empty bottle of wine standing on the table gave her a good idea. What the hell? If anyone was going to understand, it was Missy. Anyone that wore thigh-high leather boots to go shopping in broad daylight had to be at least a little kinky. The guys that want to date me... Never seemed to really do it for me, you know? In what way? Missy's reply was quick and non-judgmental. Exactly what Rissa needed. They either want me to meet their mother on the second date, or they never want to decide anything. It's always, we'll go wherever you want. Eat wherever you want. Eat whatever you want. It's as if they're puppets with no will of their own. I don't want to settle down or be a bloke's mother, you know? The only one that wasn't like that was Eddie, and you know how well that turned out. So, you like to meet a dominant guy, an honest dominant guy, with no strings attached? I wouldn't say no. Why the hell had she said that? A painful blind date was obviously in the offing. For someone that was a confirmed introvert, she really should learn to keep her mouth shut. She glared at the nearly empty bottle. It had a lot to answer for. You doing anything in half an hour? Me? Oh, God, what do I say? No, I'll say I'm busy. Christ, you're such a wimp. 
calm. Keep calm. If she invites you out, go with it. You can do it. Uh, only catching up on a little work. Why? She blocked out the fact that all the other girls in the building were single and had very lively social lives. Apart from Lucy, whose completely valid excuse was that she didn't have time because when she wasn't working all hours at the call center, she was visiting her dying mom in the hospital. Well, you've got something to do now. The girls and I are coming over. We can have a good girly natter. Sounds good. See you later. Feeling like a petty case, Rissa began to tidy up for her impending guest. We hope you enjoyed listening to this excerpt from Call Girls 2. If you would like to hear the entire audiobook, it can be purchased at Amazon.com, Audible.com, and iTunes.com.